You're listening to a new episode of Suncast, the weekly series hosted by David Siegel that keeps you up to date on all the latest happenings with the Connecticut Sun. The Connecticut Sun have earned a double bye in the WNBA playoffs and a trip straight to the semifinals. Games 1 and 2 of their series will be at Mohegan Sun Arena on September 17th and 18th, with a Game 5 if needed on September 26th. Get your tickets by calling 877-SUNTIC or emailing tickets at ConnecticutSun.com. It was a great regular season with a lot of thrills and highlights, but the playoffs are going to be even better. Hey everybody, it's David Siegel welcoming you to the last Connecticut Suncast of the regular season. We are headed for the playoffs, and the team has earned that all-important double bye, and they continue to rack up the W's, and they continue to rack up the honors. And I am pleased to have on the Suncast for the first time this season the woman who has been named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, one of the greatest fan favorites I've ever seen in all the years I've watched the Connecticut Sun. Welcome to the Suncast, Courtney Williams. How are you today, Courtney? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. So now you got a lot to live up to with that intro. So uh... Uh, you hype me up. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's take it right from the top and talk about the playoffs. You know, last two years you you know you've been a part of the team. Dropped that one game, single elimination. You know how how important was it, and how do you feel about getting that? double by and making it to the series instead of playing those one games? I mean, it's super important. I think that was our goal uh, this whole season was making sure that we didn't have to play in a single elimination game. Um, we know that when it comes down to a single elimination game, it's, it's anybody's game. Like, anything can can move that game in any direction. So being able to actually be in a five-game series uh, is huge for us. So, First question about that is now you look at the teams that have made the playoffs, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I know you guys always one day at a time, et cetera, et cetera, but I personally think it would be pretty cool to see Phoenix make it to play you guys in a series so you guys don't play them in a one game and we can see what really would happen. What do you think? Fact. <laughs> Fact. A little chip on our shoulder about them. play against any team. It don't even matter who it is. Well. Let's talk. Let's talk about the the recent run you've been on in the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. You know, well, somebody had to replace Deladon as Player of the Week. She's been dominating it, and JJ won a few early. So, how's it how's it feel to be honored by the league as the Player of the Week? I mean, it feels good. Uh, you know, I think uh, most importantly, man, just getting wins. You know, I think the individual accolades will come with it, but uh, it, it feels good. You know the get acknowledged for, you know, playing the way that I've been playing. But most importantly, like I said, get, getting wins is, is what was most important for us, you know, just to put us in that position that we've been wanting to be in. When I talked to Kurt at the very beginning of the season, you know, he was very open about, he said that for the Sun to be a deep playoff run team, he needed two people to step up this year. One was J.J., and one was you. And uh, I I don't think he's disappointed in the way that you guys have stepped up and played this year. Uh, do, do you, how much pressure do you put on yourself to try and become that go-to person on the team? 
I mean, it, nobody, you know, everybody sees the fun you're having out there, but the intensity is also there. Right. I mean, I think you just said it. It's not really no pressure. You know, I go out there and I have fun, man. I'm, I'm playing a game that I love to play, and uh, and I'm having fun while I'm doing it. So I, I don't never put no pressure on myself. I go out there and try to make the right plays, the right reads, and knock down shots. Well, you know, you got that. You're doing that on the court now. Off <laughs> now, off the court, you're getting a lot, of, a lot of, a uh, lot of ink. A lot of people noticing your the wardrobe, the drip, so to speak. And you know, <laughs> you, you, you've been. You know, I, I can honestly say that that's probably the first time I've ever said drip and didn't talk about a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it fits you to the T, and, and the clothes and all. You know, that that's part of the Courtney Williams brand, isn't it? Oh yeah, man. It's it's all about the drip. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one question about your encore wardrobe. A lot of people bounce around and stuff. You got those yellow kicks that you wear all the time. Yeah. Are they just comfortable and that's it, or is there something about the yellow kicks that, you know, gives you those powers to jump or what? Uh, nah, it's just, it's just comfort, really. I'm I'm one of those people that once I break a shoe in, I don't really like to to change my shoe a lot because I don't know. I just I like to be comfortable. So once I get that shoe and I get that feel, and it feels comfortable, well, uh, I just like to stick with it. Yeah. You know, well, this year, you know, you have put up some great numbers, and you know, one of the things that I've looked at and saw was. You know, you have improved in almost every statistical category this year. You know, your scoring's up, your steals are up. You know, so uh, do you do you look at just at the stats or just the Ws? And, and do you see? Can you just feel that you're playing better this year, or how does that? Feel, you know, how do you know that you're feeling better? Uh, oh. I guess I ain't never really thought about it. I just go out there and I play basketball. I don't really think too deep into it, especially when it comes down to, like, stats and stuff. I mean, I guess by the end of the season, you kind of can sit back and, and look at, you know, uh, how well you played or how well you didn't play. But I think right now, I think everyone's goal is just to get get these dubs. And like I said, by the end of the season and when we're done doing what we're doing, then you can actually sit back and, and look at the type of play. Well, let's let's talk a little bit. You got on Friday is uh, fan appreciation night, and mm-hmm. you know the Sun fans are some of the best in the WNBA. They are truly loud when you're out there, and you know what, what's it like playing in front of a nice loud crowd that always has your back, like the Sun fans. Man, it's amazing. You know if you. If you look around the league, uh, a lot of teams don't have that luxury of of having, you know, the stands filled out and and having that support like we do. So I think, you know, we don't take that for granted at all. We know that, you know, they don't have to be there. They choose to be there. So it's definitely an amazing feeling to have, you know, that support. You know, I want to go back a little bit and, and talk about when – first, I want to talk about when you were in school because, you know, being – in Connecticut here, we've seen you for years, you know, with USF and uh, mm-hmm. playing playing at Mohegan Sun Arena in the conference tournaments and all. And you know, my first question for you is: Kurt and Jose are both pretty chill normally, and both get real excited. So, 
100%. What's the difference between Kurt and Jose as coaches? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kurt, Kurt and the level. <laughs> you know, I, I seen Coach, Coach Fernandez uh, amp up a little bit, but that's like a normal for Kurt. <laughs> Kurt always amps. <laughs> Kurt always amps up. Uh, uh, I think it's a, it's a it's a pretty extreme gap between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I, what has been the thing that you saw from Kurt this year, off the top of your head, that you looked at and said, even said, "Damn," <laughs> from him. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Kurt is Kurt. I feel like you know he, he is who he is. And you know, if ever there was a coach that had your back, you know it's him. Thanks. So, so then you get drafted, number eight, great first round pick, but then you go to Phoenix and you sit for the first, only playing six games until the Sun trade for you. What was it like coming out of the, you know, having the great tournaments and stuff that you played in, that you had that senior year, to have to sit? Did that, did you, you know, did that teach you anything about patience, or was it just frustrating, or, you know, you want, you're, you're a baller, you want to play, you want to make buckets. Right, right. I mean, I think really it was, it was super humbling. You know, like you said, getting drafted first round, um, Automatically, you think you you're gonna get on a team and make a crazy impact on that team, especially when you look around the league and you see other players that you got drafted with, um, you know, players that got drafted before you and and after you uh, actually getting time and actually being able to play and show what they could do. So, um, going to Phoenix and like you said, having to ride the bench, you know, I, I try to always, you know, just keep good energy and just soaking everything. I mean. Obviously, it's a different type of game in the WNBA other than college. So, I know I just tried to soak soak up everything and playing with, you know, the vets that I had in Phoenix from DT, Penny Taylor, Donna Bonner, Candice Dupree, Brittany Griner, you know, playing with all those players and just learning from them. I just tried to soak it up. And, and like I said, it was just super humbling because, I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but, like, I'll I be feeling myself. I really don't think nobody can hold me out there. So, you know, going from practice and, and doing what I do in practice to have to get to the game and just ride the bench, just kind of like it really was one of those things where you really just got to put your time in. It didn't really matter what you were doing that practice. It was like these players put their time in. They super experienced, so they going to get that time ahead of me. It really wasn't much that I could, could do if you get what I'm saying. So I think, uh, I mean, at the point that I really realized that and I and I let that sink in, uh, I don't know, I just got to the point where I was like, well, I guess I'm going to just be the best cheerleader I could be. And that's what I did. Well, so wait, you you don't think anybody could stop you? You mean you have confidence, Courtney? I couldn't tell when I saw you out on the court. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So so then you come to Connecticut and you know one of the things that Kurt always talks about is that in you know everybody for everybody and that mm-hmm. that togetherness that the te- that he wants for a team it really does seem like everybody on this team has formed that bond and you guys have fit right into what he wanted in the first place when he went out and 
put together the pieces. So, I mean, you guys are really as tight as it appears on the court, from what I understand. That's correct? And now with now one thing I wanted to touch on because of that also is now JJ is going through a lot obviously with what's going on with the Bahamas and you know right. and, and now she's got this GoFundMe going so you know can you tell you know can you talk for a second to the fans about how important it is that you know they help out and they contribute to to help JJ's cause? Yeah, I mean I think uh, when you talk about family and and, and instances like that, uh, it's always it's always a touchy subject. Um, but I think like JJ's been saying, any, anything will help, you know, um, we're not there, so we don't know, you know, what all those people are going through right now. Um, so I think, you know, her family actually being there and, and that being home for her is, is, is just different. I mean, I can't even really relate because I don't even know what it feels like to be walking in her shoes right now or their shoes right now. So I think, like, like she's been saying, just anything will help. And I think, um, you know, we all should just come together and and help help those people out. You know, I was amazed at the game she played last night with all that going on and everything that's right. in her head right now. Right, right. I mean, I was heavy. So, I guess before we head into the playoffs, I I gotta ask you: Are we gonna see any Instagram posts before the games? I, I shoot out an Instagram post before every game. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, is Kirk gonna ask you not to put anything about Tarasi before the Phoenix game or anything? Oh, you can't. I just tell you about well, yeah, one thing I would say, Courtney, is I don't think you have much of a filter there, that's for sure. You can, no, I don't. <laughs> you got something on your mind, you say it, and that's one of the things that the fans love about you so much. I, I got one last question for you. I got to go back to a story that I never, ever got a chance to ask you about, even when you were with South Florida. I had heard of this legend about the box jump and the height and the height that you got on uh in that drill what's the highest you've jumped oh uh, i couldn't even, that was years ago i know that was years ago i got a video somewhere on my instagram I, I think it's like way down at the bottom i don't know i gotta find it but i think it was somewhere around like I don't even want to lie to you. I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. It was pretty high, though. Well, I think if you can find it on the Instagram, you got to put it up on top so people can see it again. Because Oh, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I would definitely throw a throwback be, Thursday out there. Because some of the pieces, some of the pictures and stuff that uh, the the guys like Chris Poss put up on the uh, on the internet of you jumping on that mid-range shot are just amazing. You know, I, I you, know, you look at you look at your size, Courtney, and and your rebound your rebounding numbers are ridiculous. I mean, you're uh, you're you're in the top thirty in the league in rebounding. The only guard the only guards that are ahead of you are Diamond, DeShields, and Dewana. So mm-hmm. you know, there's a little size difference there, Courtney. So <laughs> so uh, I I love the way you do it, and we love the way you play, and we all want to wish you 
the best of luck going into the playoffs. Now, what are you guys going to do to kill two weeks? Practice. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> yeah, I got a feeling that Kurt's going to gonna not let you guys get uh, a little soft on this, is he? Oh, no, of course not. You won't be in the gym. All right, Courtney, we'll look forward to seeing you in that final home game of the regular season for Fan Appreciation Night. Uh, I know you're going to do something spectacular for the fans, uh, as you usually do, and I'm sure it's going to be great fun getting ready for the playoffs. Thanks again for your time today. Thank you.